Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing and another episode of Ask Marco, where I answer your investing questions. Today's question comes from Jake. And Jake says, Hi, Marco. Thank you for the great podcast. I've been listening for several months now. I purchased my first two rental properties in June of this year. I also refinanced my primary residence and plan to borrow from my 401k to purchase additional properties by the end of the year. My goal is to have between 7 to 10 properties around the new year with my long-term goal of building a 50-door portfolio in approximately 10 years' time. That's a great goal, Jake, and congratulations on getting started and having that momentum. So he goes on to say, I have been researching methods of acquiring additional properties for when my pot of cash runs out. I came across a company called Fund and Grow who advertised getting business credit cards with 0% interest for one year. I understand the power of leverage, so this idea is intriguing, but I have concerns with becoming over leveraged and with this method being speculative and relying too heavily on appreciation. Is there a place in turnkey investing with business credit cards? Respectfully, Jake. Well, Jake, this is a very good question. I understand your concern and your obvious desire to grow your portfolio as quickly as you can. What's interesting about your question is I've received several similar questions from others. So if I don't cover everybody's question that has emailed me about this, the general answer and concept is the same here. So first of all, I like the fact that you use the word speculative because I don't want you speculating. I want you to think logically about your real estate investing. Be considerate about the property itself, the location, the numbers on the property, what you have today versus what is expected over the next year or so. Just be methodical and thoughtful in your investing. Don't be emotional or irrational and you'll certainly save yourself a lot of grief and headache down the road. The other thing you mentioned here is about being over leveraged and that's actually my concern. Leverage is a two-edged sword. It's useful, it's powerful, it can be your best friend. It's great when used properly, but it's no different than carrying around a sharp knife or a gun or any other dangerous item. If you don't know how to properly use it, if you don't have the experience or the knowledge or the uh, maturity for it, then you can get yourself into trouble. Now. I know many investors who have purchased properties with literally 0% down, meaning that they finance the entire purchase. I've done this myself many times over the years. I did this just last year on some property. You just have to know what you're doing and think it through. And if you've never done it before, it doesn't mean you can't do it. You just have to think about it properly, thoroughly, and logically, like I told you. But my first caution is just, you know, the danger of over leveraging. You won't get into that problem of being over leveraged if you avoid the problem of over leveraging for the wrong reasons. So know what you're doing and plan it properly. Because if you know what you're doing, you can get more property sooner and ride that out to the point where you can either A, pay off the additional leverage, that which you use for your down payment, or you can be in a position where you've either a added value or you're in a strongly appreciating area, neighborhood, market, whatever it is that you can now refinance and pay off that second loan or that extra leverage 
with a new first mortgage and now you have essentially a stabilized property that's cash flow positive with only one mortgage on it and you've paid off the extra leverage that you used to acquire that property. Now, when you do this, you have to have the expectation of paying it off within a certain period of time. And the answer to that is it depends as far as the length of time. It could be two years. It could be as much as 10 years. I think a reasonable expectation would be to have that extra debt paid off within three to five. And I say that partly because, and maybe largely because, you can control a property and make changes to increase your rents within that period of time. And also, if you have a fairly good grasp on what that neighborhood or that location or area is doing currently, and there's a high probability from what you can see that growth will continue because of lack of supply or high demand or just growth, you're in the path of progress as many markets are. Let's say, for example, a new market we're bringing on, which is the greater San Antonio market, a market we've been in several times in the past, very successfully. And the people who invested there have done extremely well. On the appreciation side, they're still cash flow positive, of course. Um, but if you know that's going on, then you can stack the deck in your favor. You know what the odds or probabilities are of things panning out for you so you can refinance. But have an expectation, have a timeline in place. So ideally, you'd want to refinance or pull your cash out within three to five years. But depending on what's going on and other factors, it could be from two to 10 years. Another thing I want to say is look at the returns now and what you expect in terms of returns in the future. And what I mean by this is this, if you are getting an 80% mortgage on the purchase of a property and you're borrowing the other 20%, let's say from a business credit card or a business line of credit or some sort of credit, line of credit that you're talking about here, and you are still cash flow positive, after being fair in deducting vacancy and maintenance and repairs, and you still have, even if it's break even, but you still have control and predictability in what your cash flow is going to be month to month and year after year, then it may still make sense. But know the numbers and take a look at what your returns are. Look at it from a percentage perspective, but also, and maybe more importantly, look at it from a cash flow perspective. What are the real dollars coming down to the bottom line. The hypothetical example, let's just say that your mortgage payment plus the cost to service the debt of that borrowed capital from your line of credit or business credit card nets you a fair zero. That's after factoring in and budgeting for everything else. Is that worth it? Well, it could be. I mean, if you're not in a cash crunch, you know, you're not desperate for funds, you've got savings, you've got, you know, a good income, you've got reserves, if something, a bad situation were to come up, you'd be able to take care of it without a problem, then having low to no cash flow is okay for, again, a fixed period of time, a certain period of time, two years, three years, five years, whatever is within your investment plan. But the only way and the only time you would want to do something like this where you don't have cash flow is, of course, where you're making it up elsewhere. Now, certainly you're going to get returns from the amortization of the loan, I've talked about it in previous episodes where the average rate of return from the amortization on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, if you actually average it out over the full 30 years, is 13.3%. And you're actually ahead of the game even in the first year. Although, granted, the amortization is very small 
in the first few months and the first year and so on, every month it increases a little bit at a time. And you'll see that that starts to go from four to 5% to 6% to 7% per year as you work it out. And I've done this in a spreadsheet. So, I mean, you could, if you like playing with numbers, you could do this yourself. Let's say you're in a strong market and everything points towards that market continuing to grow and be stable and strong and grow in terms of uh, property values. And I'm not saying you should speculate or count on appreciation, but let's just say that's actually happening. Well, you'll have a zero or a very low return on the front side in terms of your cash flow, what we'll call cash on cash return. But you'll make that up in the unrealized gains in the property that is in the equity itself, the equity that happens month to month, year to year. And that can ebb and flow. It will fluctuate. You know, I mean, the country goes through recessions, local markets go through real estate cycles. So it will go up and down, up and down. But if overall that is positive and if it's a healthy number, well, then you're making out very well because you will reach the point in, let's say, whatever, two, three, five years where you can refinance and assuming rates are still low and they're expected to stay low for the foreseeable future. I mean, the Fed and the federal government is not in any rush to raise rates at this point in time, but who knows, you know, things could change after the election. But let's just say rates stay historically low, then you may be and should be, but may be in a position where you could refinance and pay off that business line of credit or those credit cards. And now you are ahead of the game and you just bought yourself two, three years worth of time getting into property now instead of waiting down the road and benefited in other ways. So this is all about the returns, the cash flow and whatnot. So analyze that. But the biggest suggestion, the biggest tip that I'm going to give you and and caution at the same time is run the numbers, run the numbers and run the numbers. Make sure that you pencil it out properly and analyze this and look at this and run it under different scenarios. By the way, I just went to a credit card calculator online and I took a look at $20,000 advance on a card. And this is the other thing too. You, you have to make sure that you're not being charged high rates of interest because you're borrowing monies. It's not typically a purchase that you're making when you're taking cash out on a credit card, a business credit card. Although check with your credit card or the one you're looking at to make sure that you're not charged like 16% or 18% interest for a cash advance. See that whatever line of credit you're drawing from actually has nominal rates that you can borrow from. And this is where lines of credit are a much better choice than a credit card. But uh, there are business cards out there for 5%. So you should be able to find something that's between 3 to 5 to 7%. But if you can control the payment, and let's say it's $200 a month on a $20,000 advance, that could take you 13 years to pay off if you just amortized it. But... What you could do is you can factor in that $200 a month, that monthly payment on that line or that credit card against your cash flow. So if you are sitting there with, let's say, $300, $350 a month in net net cash flow and you subtract the $200, well, you still have $100 or $150 left over. You're still cash flow positive. It's not much, but it's enough to keep your property moving forward because you've got everything else covered. And now you are able to essentially finance it 100% or close to, which is an infinite rate of return. That's an infinite cash on cash return. And if you can refinance and pay off that borrowed money in a few years, then guess what? You are now ahead of the game with a property that now is cash flow positive with a, a traditional conventional mortgage. 
and you have cash flow. And anyway, I don't advocate this method for everybody. It works. People do it all the time. Not a lot of people. I'd say a smaller percentage. But it is a doable strategy, and it really comes down to having a comfort level with what you're doing, running and analyzing the numbers, avoiding a situation where you are speculating, and just having a confidence level in the market and the property and the management team. So you have some expectation of the predictability of that income from the property and the stability of it over the next several years, however long you want to run this. All right, long answer to your question, but Jake, I hope that was helpful. And also for the other people who've written in asking about business lines of credit and credit cards, this is essentially the same type of answer. All right, well, I appreciate the question. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about real estate investing or finance, shoot them over to me. Just go to our website, which I hope to rebuild here soon. And uh, remember to subscribe if you're a new listener to the show. Share this with like-minded people. Your friends and family would probably thank you for it. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. I will see you on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.